Welcome back to another episode of A Little on the Long Side. Uh, we have been away for a while as, as all of us are dealing with COVID and all the standard things that come up uh, you know, in, in our summers. So Jim and I haven't had a chance to sit down and talk, so we're excited to get to do that today. How are you, sir? I'm great, John. Uh, doing, doing great. Uh, summers are, are zipping right by here in, uh, up in Wolfboro, New Hampshire. They are with Jim. For those of you that don't know, Jim uh, has the good fortune to spend some time up north in New Hampshire uh, in the Shire. So we lose him down here, but they, they get the benefit of, of uh, Big Jim up north for a while. So uh, you may hear some audio abnormalities with this podcast. It's because we're recording via Zoom, uh, but that is the way of business anymore. Every, everybody uh, stays in their offices and, and just chats via the computer. Well, also uh, the moose up here, John, sometimes the moose calls, you'll hear them in the background and that could, you might have to edit the moose calls out, but I don't know. I kind of, I'd like it's to leave moose the breeding moose season and, and they're, it's, it's pretty noisy at times. So hopefully <laughs> won't be interrupted with the moose calls, but uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we're very lucky in the, in this whole uh, COVID situation as it continues and the numbers continue to rise and fall across the country and the world. Uh, we are very fortunate here at William Seahuff that all of our staff members uh, are because we're following CDC guidelines and taking the steps necessary to be safe and keep our clients safe. Uh, we have been very fortunate and I will knock on some wood there in the hopes that that uh, continues to be the case. Uh, rampant hand washing, wearing masks, wearing gloves, social distancing, uh, hand sanitizer. We should have all bought stock in it in January. It's a shame we didn't. Uh, but we're very, very fortunate that uh, all our people are, are safe and healthy and happy. And uh, we hope that, uh, that the same is true for, for all of our listeners and, and your people as well. Let's talk about digital transformation. Jim, you and I have been talking about this for years. And it's something that we have been actively engaged in here at William Seahoff and with some of our other projects. Give us a quick overview of the benefits that our company has seen from our digital transformation and the benefits that our clients are seeing as well. Thanks, John. Uh, I think digital transformation is a, a term that maybe some people are, are, have heard it, don't really understand it. And uh, quite frankly, four or five years ago, I, I wasn't aware. I, I knew that we, we needed to digitize certain things like our inventory control as much of our uh, paperwork as possible. For the past two and a half years, we've been on a mission to uh, transform the entire company uh, digitally. And uh, there are significant benefits to it because it aligns itself, the company, with uh, today's technology and, and the advancement of the technology as, as uh, and, and how data is used. And uh, I think the, the first thing that I learned when we started this process uh, two and a half years ago, we brought on Derek Showerman, who's a, a digital transformation specialist, and, and his people, and, and we began the long, arduous task. It isn't, it isn't just something like you can just flip, flip a switch and you're digitally transformed. Mm -hmm. um, it, it involves your website. It involves uh, the way people find you on, on social media, the, the way they see you from the digital perspective. So we had to really, first thing that we did was uh, re revamp our website and then, and then strategically start uh, 
putting in content that organically grows our digital presence in, in the social media world. And um, that's kind of the first step. And, and as we did that, our, our, I think you know and remember about a year and a half ago, all of a sudden we started getting just people trying to hack into our computer, hack into our yes. computer. And we were aware that that would happen or we didn't know it would happen that quickly, but uh, that's because our, our website was being seen as a, as a, as a growing, uh, aggressive website that, that people wanted to get in and find out what we were doing. And it was just because we were transforming our, our uh, image our branding on, on our digital platform, and it really increased our website presence to to the outside world. And uh, so the, the the next thing that we had to do was put in uh, security on uh, to to secure the data and whatnot in in our computers so that we wouldn't be hacked. And you were pretty involved with with that process, right? I was, yes. Uh, because I don't quite understand it. It's something layered encryption and it's pretty it's pretty hard for my understanding is what we what we currently have in place it's really hard for uh, anyone to get in and, and look at our data now is that correct yeah it's, it's very secure the security layers and levels that we've got in place now thanks to working with with some really phenomenal folks is at or exceeds most governments. Uh, levels of security. The the stop gaps we have put in place are, they're amazing. And it's way, way past my scope of understanding. But uh, as I said, we were fortunate to get connected with some really great people. Derek Showerman sort of led that team for us. And uh, we are fortunate to have some of the latest technology and encryption available that protects us and, and all our clients' data, more importantly. We did that about a, a little over a year ago. And, and mm-hmm. that Relief because we, we we saw the the surge in, in attempts to to get in and find out what was going on. We knew that it was happening multiple times a day. That was a, an important part of the digital transformation was to have the security because now as we as we the next level that we're doing is to digitize inventories so that we can keep better track and more accurate and up to the minute uh, tracking of our clients' inventories whether it's with us or at their house or, or being transported around the, around the country or whatnot. Um, so that all of that's being secured at this point. The final part of the digital transformation in the next year, we'll be doing a lot of our paperwork. We'll go to a tablet form and uh, in like our invoices and our estimating is already uh, digitized, but uh, a lot of the, the paperwork that we, that we currently do will be, uh, able to be put onto a tablet and, and we can do invoices with our clients at, at point of contact so that we're not creating paperwork, but it's also, again, secure from anyone being able to get into it. One of the, the things that really is important to know, uh, we, the company is over 100 years old, about 112 years old. I read a Forrester report, uh, November uh, 2016, so we're going back just almost four years and that Forrester report, which is a, a conglomeration of think tank people from MIT and Harvard and whatnot that, that collaborate and they, they look at where things are going. And uh, this article said, if businesses didn't embrace digital transformation, many century old companies like Sears and JCPenney's and et cetera, 
would fall by the wayside because people are finding what they want differently than they used to. You, you don't go to a store to, to find something. You find it on the internet. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, you can go to the store. But more often than not, you can just order it. And like it or not, that's the new way of doing business. So marketing using digital transformation in marketing is essential. And, uh, and so that's, that's one of the key elements that we're doing is with, through our website and, and again, through our secure, uh, uh, secure uh, data that we have uh, through our website, we're able to start seeing clients find us for the right reasons, for the right things that they don't have to, it's not hit or miss. They can come in and see exactly what we do what we're good at, and and then order uh, that particular service because we do provide a variety of different services. It's like a la carte, uh, if you will, mm-hmm. and in, in unlike a lot of businesses uh, that just do moving and storage, we we cater to a different uh, level of clientele, and it's important for those looking for the the, the specific service that we offer, whether it's open inspect for a designer or uh, receiving or, or um, creating in, in even wine handling and, and uh, special art handling uh, services that we do. They've got to be able to go in and see that and find it and feel secure that, that this is the, the service that they're looking for. And, and we're just starting to see that really come, come to fruition in the last few weeks, actually. Yeah, it's been interesting to, to roll these new operating platforms out over the past few years. And one of the things that I've noticed is the general public and our clients are slowly getting to the to the comfort levels uh, with these new technologies. We've been running parallel systems for quite some time now where we have a lot of our data is being handled on the digital side, but our clients are also requesting the old school paper and pencil version as well. So we've kind of had to maintain both systems to keep everyone happy, which is fine. Hopefully at some point, everyone will be on the same page and, and we can make a 100% move away from pen and, uh, pen and paper. But for the time being, certain aspects of our business are still done in a more old school fashion, which is, it's not necessarily a challenge. It's more of a necessity than anything else because there are some folks that don't spend their lives attached to their screens. They don't keep a phone with them 24-7. Uh, some of us can't avoid having a phone 24-7. But, uh, so it's been an interesting transition over the last few years, and I'm really interested in seeing how quickly people will adopt to 100% digital. And yeah. staying away, like you said, people shop online now. They, there's, not, there's a far smaller need to go to a brick-and-mortar outlet to find that sweater that you want or that new bicycle or even the car. We've talked about downsizing and, and how that's affecting America, and, and that's going to be a, a huge challenge uh, in the next 15 to 20 years as, as America ages and, and people are forced into downsizing, and all of this inventory has to somehow find a way, hopefully not too much of it, to the landfill. And we're going to be actively involved in that process, and uh, being digitally transformed is, is absolutely essential to gear up for that next phase of, of, of logistics that, we're, that we see a big, one opportunity, but also a necessity because people are searching for answers on how to best deal with the, the downsizes that, that they're coming, coming into. And uh, so I think we're in a good place 
right now. I, I, I kind of wish we were maybe a, a little further ahead with it. It's always, it's always, it's just like getting to the podcasts and, and updating people on what we're doing. It's, it's time. And, and we're still mm-hmm. running a business, uh, a conventional business that, that traditionally is, is seen as a brick and mortar company. And, and uh, we're hoping in the next few years, people will see us as more of a, a data and logistics specialist that, that uh, enhances people's home and, and lifestyle uh, environments um, through this process that we're doing. And again, we're not doing it to make life difficult. We're doing it to, to ensure um, a smoother transition as people uh, age and as they, their, their needs change. So I'm glad that, that I came across that forest report. I'm glad that we came across Derek uh, three years ago and, and that we're making that transition. I know a lot of businesses are not. Mm-hmm. And I think that the handwriting's on the wall for businesses that do not embrace it and really try to get to a point where they're, they're more digitally transformed because it's, it is the, the way of doing business in the future. Yes, you mentioned uh, downsizing and and these digital platforms that some exist already and some are being developed. We've mentioned some of the projects that we've got coming down the road. They are going to be integral to mass downsizing much sooner than later. And I I think the general public will, will see that pretty quickly, which dovetails into my interest in seeing how soon the general public's comfort level will rise up to where the technology already is. Well, and, and again, as our company has always tried to be at the forefront with environmental and sustainability, um, with um, the way we, we handle personnel and the way we look at integrating community into, into the fabric of our company, we, we are innovators. That, that's been from the beginning 33 years ago always trying to do what's best for uh, the people within the company, but also for our clients. And this is yet another uh, example, I think, of why we are who we are and working with the kind of clients that we work with because we are innovative and we want to be at the cutting edge and we want to be uh, not just doing it to say we're doing it because we know that it's uh, the, the right thing to do for the environment, uh, saving paperwork and all of that, but also just making all of this information a lot more uh, easily accessible for, for our clients and for our own staff to understand how we're transitioning, uh, coming into the downsizing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Exciting news on the environmental front. Speaking of such things, we, uh, as you well know, we'll be expanding our fleet soon mm-hmm. with another couple of, of exceedingly low emissions trucks uh, that we're having custom built for us that will continue down the path of of keeping things green, low emissions, low, low mileage, uh, and safety of our clients' goods, which is ultimately what it's all about. Great. Uh, maybe, maybe we could do a little on the long side. Uh, we'll do something about fishing. Yes, let's absolutely have that conversation. Who doesn't like to talk about fishing? I don't. I, I, I don't. I know. <laughs> all right. Well, well, we'll, well, you know what? When we have our next conversation, we'll, we'll definitely talk fishing. We need to we need to get a couple of fishing stories out there and uh, and we do and you know what I'm glad you mentioned that because in these uh, strange confusing uh, frustrating times scary times uh, occasionally it's good to remember that there are still good things in life out there and we're not totally relegated to only dealing with you know fear and and that sort of thing that you can still put a smile on your face and it's important to to keep things light occasionally and enjoy 
life as much as you can, even if, you know, we have to adhere to some new lifestyles. Yeah, you know me about changing lifestyles, but uh, um, that's another one we could, we, could, we could do on fear, but uh, that's a more serious issue than fishing. So we- We'll start with fishing and then we'll move on to fear. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it could be fear if you're in the boat with me and it sinks. Which is this is true. <laughs> or, or we get into get into a shark that drags us halfway across the county <laughs> in our canoe. There's a little bit of fear there. Man, we've got to get back on the water. We we need to create some new fish tails. Okay. Uh, well, we thank you as always for joining us. Uh, we look forward to you joining us again for the next episode of A Little on the Long Side. Thank you kindly, Jim. It was great to talk to you. Well, also uh, the moose up here, John, sometimes the moose calls, you'll hear them in the background and that could, you might have to edit the moose calls out. <laughs> <laughs>